Good morning and welcome to episode 11 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, my guest is Alex Suarez from Brother Creative Agency out of Langley, British Columbia. I had a really fun conversation with Alex. He's a really cool dude. We talk about comic books and anime and, uh, you know, the, the early 2000s uh, emo and punk rock bands and some of their t-shirt designs and how that sort of opened up the doors to design for him. So um, I had a really fun time chatting with him and I hope you enjoy this conversation as well. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing terrific. Couldn't be better. Uh, briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Sure. So I do uh, art and design for Brother Creative Agency. I'm married. I have one kid, one kid on the way. And I've been doing design in an informal way for about 10 years. Awesome. Two ki- or one and a half, one and three quarters child. Yeah, exactly. Kids. That's awesome. I've got three myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you must be busy. Oh, bro, it never slows down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what was your childhood like? Do you feel that you had a creative childhood? Yeah, so I kind of, when I was looking at that question, I have like a kind of classic trope of the jock dad, and I was the artsy kid, and you like play sports, and I'm not really into that. Yeah. You know, I was more into comic books and anime, so I think I had a really creative childhood. You know, I did my own thing. Very yeah. cool. Any uh, stories stand out to you in the from your childhood where, where you didn't go with jock dad's suggestion? Uh, you know, I just remember being obsessed with Pokemon and all day drawing Pokemon cards and trying to sell them to my neighbors and all that. Sell so the very young cards? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, man. The hustler from the beginning. Yeah. So what do you think led you to become a designer then? Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but like in the early 2000s during like the Warp Tour era, there was all these scene and emo bands and they had these like cartoon colorful t-shirts yeah. And that was the first kind of thing where I thought like, man, these t-shirts are so cool. Like I want to design and draw t-shirts like this and I want to make album packaging for my friends' bands. Uh, so that was the kind of first forte in the world of design was through music. Yeah. And then it just stuck with you from there. Yeah. So that was kind of what just got me into it. Very cool. So then take us back to when you, well, you just basically went over there. You started noticing good design. Uh, back in that sort of early 2000s emo emo band. I don't know if I'd call it good today, but back at the time, I thought it was so cool. <laughs> That's when you first started being a parent to you around that time. Yeah, totally. That's cool. So what is something you wish you knew that when you first started out? I think I would have wished that like the fundamentals are the fundamentals. You know, whatever the trend is at the time, that's going to change. But like learn the things like, Learn your programs, learn about fonts, and not just what you think is cool or what is stylish at the time. Oh, good point. I like that. So you personally, how do you get a project rolling? How do you get something started when you're staring at that blank screen? Yeah, so I think for me, it all comes down 
what is substance like what is the message I think a lot of times you can look at design you can tell like okay they just wanted to make something cool or they went with this is popular right now and so then they put style first but substance was second and to be honest if you're doing that then you're not saying anything mm -hmm. like I would rather release like a white packaging that just says the brand name on it than release something that's confusing or doesn't actually support the message mm -hmm. so do you think you're more research heavy up front or do you just start drawing, start sketching. Sure. So like an example was, uh, I was doing a podcast art for a men's kind of leadership podcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, the whole kind of thing about it was like kind of organizing men and it's like a call to action and, you know, be a man, lead your family, that kind of thing. Um, and so that was the message. So then from there, I kind of started spitballing about what kind of imagery that reminds me of like, you know, war kind of imagery or military. And then I started diving through some old military books and found mm -hmm. some cool stencil fonts and all that. And that kind of helped me land on the final direction. Man, old school books, right? Bringing up the books. I like that. Mm. I'm a guy from the print industry, so I like, the, I like dropping yeah. books whenever we can. Oh, totally, man. Uh, so what's been the most influential design of your life so far? Uh, you know, I kind of feel like every project that I'm working on, like the newest project, that's the most influential or the best one. Uh, right now I'm working on a project for the Salvation Army in Vancouver, designing a website for them. Mm -hmm. And it's been really cool getting to use design to help somebody who's doing like so much awesome work in the community. Mm -hmm. And you kind of like, it's all like message first. So they want to tell people about what they're doing and just using design to communicate that. Man, so you pull a little bit from every project you work on. Totally. Ah, good point. Uh, do you ever run into creative blocks and how do you get past them? Yeah, so uh, there's this book called uh, The War of Art and it's all about, yeah, it's a really awesome book and it's about like anytime you try to do something creative, there's this resistance. You know, maybe you think like I don't have an idea or, you know, I'm not talented enough or whatever. You kind of encounter this resistance and the whole book kind of teaches you to push past that and you can kind of start to see like, okay, what am I trying to do here? And then do one step at a time. And for me, it usually kind of starts with, okay, what's the core belief? And then, or what's the message? Then it's like, how can I communicate that in the clearest way possible to as many people? Ah, okay. I'm going to check that book out. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's an awesome book. Has social media changed graphic design or the process of design? And do you think that that's beneficial or harmful? Yeah, I kind of see it as like a lot of people, there's more work than ever before, more competition than ever before, but in a way it kind of, it pushes you to be better because before, you know, it's like you're in Germany, you only know what's going on in the postmodern German, you know, design scene. You don't know what's going on in America or in other parts of the world where now you can see literally designers all over the world all day on your phone. Um, so it kind of pushes everyone, you know, like a rising tide lifts all ships. Oh, I like that. I like that angle of it. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I like when I stumble across like a studio in Norway or something like that and sort totally. of see their uh, their designs and their packaging creative. Really unique. Totally. So who is a, um, a designer or a brand that you mm -hmm. look up to or closely follow and what is it about them that you like? Sure. So the kind of designer I look up to the most is named JRJ and he's the communications director at Hillsong. Okay. Uh, and the thing I like about his designs is that I think like in the kind of computer digital age, there's sometimes something lost in like the art and the analog. 
And even on these huge digital campaigns they're doing for album packaging or their conferences or whatever, mm -hmm. there's always a tactile, real element. You know, it's like, we could Photoshop this, but we're actually going to go out and spray paint something and take a picture of it. Or we're actually going to light something on fire and take a picture of fire instead of Photoshopping it. Yeah. And so there's something kind of cool in the sense that like you're still getting your hands dirty and you're kind of doing these big concept kind of pieces. That's cool. That's cool. I'm going to look, look him up. I haven't heard of that guy before. Yeah, he's awesome. He has a, a bunch of awesome talks on Circles Conference, their website. Okay. They're like, I would recommend them. Awesome. So how can design make a difference in people's lives? Uh, I think first and foremost is like design makes my life better because I can provide for my family and, <laughs> you know, like it makes my life better. But yeah. also it's like good design is just like good communication. You know, like you don't want your uh, the bathroom stall. You don't want the lock to not be designed well. It's like good design helps make sure everything's good and yeah, that kind of thing. How do you personally gauge if your designs are resonating with their attended audiences? Oh, sorry. I didn't catch that. Yeah, no worries. How do you gauge if your designs are resonating with their intended audiences? I think it all comes down to like at brother, we have a kind of a uh, procedure that we go through. So we start with belief. Then we kind of go through creative strategy, mm -hmm. then distribution and planning, and then analyzing. So we can kind of gauge uh, work backwards. So say we're doing a campaign for a shoe. Mm -hmm. We go through all those steps, and then we go, our goal was to sell X amount of shoes, and we didn't do that. So maybe it was the distribution networks that we were like advertising on. Maybe that was a problem. But then we know, like, okay, we've used those before. They're not a problem. So then we can go to, like, maybe it was the planning or the content. And then you kind of work it way all the way back to like maybe the core idea that selling the shoe for this niche or this market, maybe that was the problem that it wasn't actually needed. Mm -hmm. So then what would, what would show that things are going in the right direction, that you guys have made the right creative choices? Yeah, I think ultimately it comes down to like reaching the goals that we set for. So a lot of times we choose like kind of a quantitative goal. Like for the Salvation Army website, we want to get X amount of donations by Christmas time. Mm -hmm. um, and so for in order for it to be a success, it's like just reaching that kind of goal that we set for ourselves. Gotcha. Yeah. So take us to a design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? Sure. So I used to work at a company in the marijuana industry mm -hmm. um, and we tried to do some campaigns and they just kind of landed flat where... We put the artwork out there, we put all the content out there, and it just didn't get any traction, whether it's in terms of numbers of sales or in terms of web traffic on our landing pages. Yeah. And I think, you know, the reason why is that it all comes down to core belief. You know, if you have the vision of your company going in one direction and then your art team and marketing team is going in another direction, it doesn't really have a like a solid direction of what you're trying to say. And so the message gets confusing. And when the message gets confusing, people don't know what to do. So what did that feel like then when that fell flat? Yeah, it kind of feels like you put all this time, all this effort into something and you, you failed, but that's like a good learning opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys have another stab at that particular situation? And uh, Not that one, but you know, every single time I fail or do something that doesn't quite like hit the mark it kind of teaches you like hey what can i do better next time how can i approach it differently yeah feel yeah. fast learn and move on totally so what project have you been a part of 
that you are the most proud of? One that makes your heart sing or the biggest sort of design feather in your cap? I Yeah, it's kind of the latest project I'm working on, uh, the Salvation Army. It's something that I'm really passionate about. Like I used to volunteer at the Salvation Army in high school. So it's kind of a full circle thing to get to design for a brand that's all over the world. Um, everyone is a household name. I think that's the most exciting project I've worked on to date. So what, what about it makes you the most proud? Is it just that it's something that your heart's connected to and it, it just feels you know, aligned with, with your goal, with your purpose? Yeah, like at Brother, we don't necessarily just work with nonprofits, but we want to work with people that we believe in and are passionate about what they're doing. So whether you're selling you know, soda or you're helping homeless people, if you're actually passionate about it, that's where we kind of feed off that kind of energy. And that's what I like to partner with people who are actually passionate. Ah, good one. What piece of advice would you offer to new design grads looking to you know, learn to make their mark in the industry? Uh, I would kind of say, like, work your ass off and don't expect anything from anybody. <laughs> you know, like, nobody owes you a job. Nobody owes you an opportunity. And it's like, work as hard as you can. Yeah. Put in the hours. Take totally. The, take the beatings. Take the failures. And just eat it all up because it'll make you better long term. Yeah. Well, there's times where I worked in an office in the marketing department but in their warehouse or retail side, they needed extra help. And it's like, okay, I'm going to put in the extra work, go above and beyond. Even though it's not my job to pack, you know, products in the warehouse, I'm going to go pack some boxes and just put in the work. And it, it, it's paid off, I think. Put in the work. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that not enough people, people expect like, you know, you're, I'm probably not as talented as I think I am. But it's like the one thing I can control is how hard I work. And I think everyone's in charge of that. Hmm. I want to circle back to one of the uh, earlier questions that I had. And sure. when you're doing creative and design, you've mentioned a couple of websites. Is that is that your favorite kind of design, or do you do you prefer the packaging or logos or print? Where do you really like to stay? Sure. So I think the thing I'm most passionate about is branding and brand campaigns. Mm -hmm. It's about coming and getting to the core of what somebody believes. I think that's the difference between a good brand and a bad brand. It's like Everyone, you know, like if you ask someone, what's your, why are you in business? They say to make money. Well, everyone's in business to make money. Like yeah. you have to make money or else you, you can't have a business. You're not in business. Yeah. Yeah. But so kind of getting to the core belief, like Nike says, everyone's an athlete. That's the core belief that informs every decision they make from what shoes and products to how their stores look and what marketing campaigns they go after. Uh, the branding stuff. I like that. Yeah. What's next in graphic design? Have you witnessed or seen any emerging trends? I think the thing that's kind of scared me, but it's also super exciting. You know, you go on Netflix and all these kind of platforms and you notice like one day the thumbnail looks like this, the next day the thumbnail looks different. And it's this kind of uh, super hyper-targeted marketing where it's like maybe they have 500 thumbnails for one TV show or movie and they just A-B test those until... They find out, okay, the red one works really good in uh, southern states. The blue one works really good in northern states. And it's just like that crazy hyper-targeted uh, design and marketing. Man, I've never noticed that, but you're totally right. The digital landscape giving you the ability to, like you said, hyper-focus your A-B testing. Totally. And, and working out the technology so that... You, literally for the same TV show, there's like yeah, 150 different thumbnails that totally. are applied to the right air. Wow. 
like even in Facebook, you know, you can choose your demographics. So it's like we're going to create one campaign and it's going to have one message, but a different look or maybe the copy is going to be adjusted based on who we're actually catering this to. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then what is one design product, tool, website, or maybe even a community that you mm. just could not live without? I think the thing I love the most is uh, design inspiration or Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they're huge re- uh, resources and references. But I really love going to Value Village or a thrift store and going through the old vinyls or these old sci-fi book covers. And you just find things that they're not on the Internet. These fonts aren't out there. Um, and you just find things that are just completely different. You know, if you go to Tumblr or Twitter or Instagram where everyone else is, you're going to find the same stuff that everyone else can find. But mm. it's kind of finding these hidden gems. Value Village. Man, I never even thought of that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I definitely found a lot of cool like fonts or logos or symbols from Value Village. And it's like, okay, this is from the 50s, but no one's going to know. And I'm just going to put my own spin on it. (laughs) That's cool. That's a great one, man. I didn't even think of that. Alex, that's all the questions I got for you, brother. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. Hey, no problem. It's been great having you. All right. This is your host, Dave Hopkins, hopping back on at the end here. See, I told you, Alex is a cool guy. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you very much for spending some of your valuable time with us on the Quickie Podcast. Uh, don't forget to head over to iTunes and Spotify, wherever you're listening, and leave a review and a rating. Let me know how things are going. Thanks again for your time. Take care.